0: Being open to your partner's truth, and you know, just having an open mind in relationship, and allowing like the evolution of your partner, and really whatever that comes. But I wanted to talk about that. Like, how can we be more open to our partner's truths, especially if they're hard? (laughs) That's the right. That's the work. You know, Uh, when I was in my twenties, I for sure had a harder time with other people's truths. You know, when I look back, a lot of that was that I was avoiding really truthfully hard conversations. It's interesting in our development as relationally, is that we learn relationally how to be in in romantic relationships from what we observe and what we see in media and what we uh, watched in Disney and things like that. and And so you learn through your evolution how to be a good kid in your family, how to minimize conflict, how to be a part of your religion or your culture or whatever it is. And then you realize, you wake up in your 20s or your 30s or whenever, it doesn't really matter when, and you start to think like, do I actually even like the things I'm choosing? Why am I living this life? For me, I woke up at around 27 and I thought, how did I get here? Like, I was making these choices, but I uh, didn't go travel in Europe because I was afraid. I did a finance degree because I was told that was practical. And I started to see all these, I had to start to differentiate between who I am and, and what I was taught. And that, of course, comes with a great amount of grief. And what happens in a relationship when one person says, hey, I'm learning this thing, or hey, I feel like we're disconnected, or I'm not happy, is, or I won't tolerate that, is that they're calling forward the truth. And really it is the beginning of, or a, a continuation of a deepening, which is I no longer want to love your mask. I don't want to love who the world taught you to be. I don't want to love all the ways that you've molded yourself because I don't want to do that anymore either. And I think it's really fascinating that we Wake up in relationship and we go, Holy shit, I can't even believe how I got here. And I'm tired. I'm tired of pretending. And so there's a really cool moment that occurs there, although it's scary, which is there's an invitation now to either the fracturing of the relationship or the deepening of it. And not all of them are going to survive that moment. And I, you know, I've certainly been on that. I've been on the receiving end of that one and on the other end. And I started to discover, I wish I had discovered it earlier, but all at the perfect time, that if it ever involves my partner having to abandon themselves to be with me, then I would never want that, because I would never want that for myself. Because we, ought, if we know the pain of our own self-abandonment, we would never want it from someone else. And I started to see that relationships, the way they've been socialized, is that you hear, have you ever seen those memes where they have like the old couple who are like 110 and it says, we made it 75 years, I mm-hmm. did you do it? And it's like, well, we took commitment seriously back in our day. And I'm like, ooh, millennial shaming, way to go. And, <laughs> Classic. <laughs> <laughs> right. Millennial and shaming I, on like a millennial communication technique, such as a meme. Right, God. is that? Totally. <laughs> makes sense. The irony. It <laughs> should be a fax or something. Honestly, <laughs> But what I hate about that image is it doesn't communicate that, one, it it shames this idea that we don't take commitment seriously now. There's a great article and book by Eli Finkel called The All or Nothing Marriage, and it really talks about how uh, marriages of today are actually more satisfying often than they've ever been. It's just that there's fewer of them. And it's because we demand more from relationship. We don't want to be codependent in relationship anymore. We don't want to self abandon. We don't want to be in gender roles. I mean, there's so many confounding factors to that simple annoying me because we also don't realize that there's so many people who are married who hate each other. And that's when I started to pay attention to that. I was like, wait, we celebrate anniversaries, but we don't celebrate relational death. Mm. And this till death do us part marriage vow I, I think about it like, it, are we talking about a mortal death or the death of self? Yeah. Because is it the death of the part of us that made the vow? And then relationships become a prison because we celebrate longevity and not depth. And when we do that, we celebrate abandonment. And when we only celebrate relationship status and length, what it does is that anything that can make it not last, a hard conversation that can potentially fracture it is avoided. And because it's avoided, we never deepen our relationships. And so we end up being celebrated, but not personally celebrated. Our soul is not active. We have to fall asleep. We get sick and we get depressed. And then we wonder what's wrong with us because this relationship shouldn't be good or it shouldn't be. And maybe there's a lot of evidence. We are staying in something dysfunctional because we've also been taught that you will be judged if you get divorced or you break up. And that pisses me off because it doesn't celebrate relational freedom, it doesn't celebrate truth. That's a long way around the barn, as my friend would say, to get to a place where it's hard to acknowledge someone else's truth when we don't know our own or are afraid of our own. When you start to bring truth to the surface, then real, actual love exists because love is freedom. Harriet Lerner, who's a psychologist, talks about how unless you are free to come and go from a relationship, you will never feel free to be yourself. And I love that concept because it obviously has many layers because of course we have financial implications there, we have socioeconomic influences there. And so there's a lot to consider and it's something that I aspire that we can all move towards which of course is all connected to everything else which is our political systems, our food systems. They're all, they're all we're all sort of imprisoned mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways.